0: Before we get started today, I wanted to remind you that the Mina Kaim show featuring Lenny is fueled by Gatorade. Whatever path you take to greatness, Gatorade is there to fuel it. Greatness starts with G. Also, 30 for 30 is back with Breakaway, a film about WNBA superstar and activist Maya Moore. The film explores the story of Moore, one of the best basketball players in the world, and how she stepped away from the sport for a remarkable reason, to fight for a man she believed was wrongly imprisoned. You can stream it now on ESPN+.
1: <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny, the only NFL podcast where one of the hosts thinks yelling, go pack, go, would make the dog park go crazy. That's Lenny. I'm Mina Kimes. And I am joined today. It's been a minute. Actually, it hasn't been that long. Well, I'm joined today by Pete <laughs> Tice. Yeah, this- when did we talk quarterbacks? It wasn't that long ago, actually.
2: No, it wasn't. It was, yeah, it was our uh, uh, quarterbacks getting better. And actually I kind of forgot about that too until I uh, was typing in my notes. I do like search for my notes and like Google, mm-hmm. you know, on the Google word. Yep. And it was like, me no QB improvements. I was like, oh, that's right. We did that a couple of yes. weeks
0: well, ago. Well,
2: I thought you were going to make a Lambo joke with Lenny. I thought there was like an open pond there, like a Lambo leap joke.
0: A Lambo leap. Is it something with a dog in Lambo? Because if it was like a car yeah. thing or.
2: Lam- Lambone, you know, or but- something like that. I don't know yeah I, that's your shtick I'm sorry I just trampled on it made it worse I'm like the uh, guy that tries to make jokes to a stand-up you know, comedian no yeah. it's,
0: it's hard it's 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 an art really coming up with these jokes week after week and sometimes I think I repeat them and I don't know if anyone notices uh, have you
2: done one for every show every episode
0: I think so I think since oh the beginning God. yeah Um, well, anyways,
2: Sunday morning comic strip.
0: Oh, my god, that's yeah, it's generous. We're not here to do jokes, we're not here to talk about quarterback improvement, although we know it'll come up. We are here to talk about the AFC West, uh, which I I think is, I I feel like you're the perfect person to talk about the AFC West because you and I have talked a lot about some of these quarterbacks. Um, I guess over the course of the summer, and I, Nate, I had kind of put off the AFC West and the NFC North because of this whole Aaron Rodgers thing, which appears to mm. be coming to an end. We're, we're taping this on Tuesday and, you know, with Denver, right. And then of course, obviously with green Bay. And now that we know Aaron is going back to green Bay, uh, un- barring some kind of crazy last minute thing, uh, we can talk about Denver and, and the situation there. And, but, but I actually do want to talk about green Bay a little bit because it is obviously a massive story, which is, not only that Aaron is returning, but that per our Adam Schefter, um, the Packers have agreed to certain concessions. I, I, I feel like I've heard the word mm. concessions more in the last twenty four hours than ever in my life, even at ballparks. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they they they've, the concessions, and this is still a little bit to be ironed out, but they voided the last year of his deal, and after this season, it, I feel like a lot of this is informal. I'm, i I'm I think yeah. some of it involves money, but basically. They either have to trade him or, and this is, I think how they're, how it's being insured on Rogers side. He can retire and get his money. Right. And just like walk away from the game. I think that, cause you can't say, okay, we promise we'll agree to trade you in the future, but you can do yeah. stuff with the money. So I, I, I'm just going to throw up. So for the immediate season, this doesn't change anything except for that. Apparently they also threw in Randall Cobb. as like, a, I don't know, like, like,
2: <laughs> like, a, like, a,
0: like a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. We'll talk about that when when we get to the Packers in the NFC North. But I guess, like, just thinking about this more from a long term standpoint, which obviously does have ramifications for both Green Bay and Rogers, and thinking about everything that's got us to this point since the draft, the you know holdout reports, the rumors that he might be retiring to host Jeopardy, the trade demand, whatever i think this is a w for green bay like i mean the rogers only leverage was leaving right and eating it mm-hmm. financially um because he is under contract and my feeling is you know when this news first came in and adam was first reporting their voiding i was like whoa after one year that's big then he can just walk but then when he said the thing about the trade like that's how they can trade him i thought well great for green bay like So you either you get one year out of him and then he either stays because he, you know, you've won a Super Bowl and he's super happy, or you trade him and you actually you're probably still gonna get a massive return. Like compared to, I don't know, a month ago, I feel like you're feeling pretty good today if you're a Packers fan.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't even it was day one. It wasn't even like, yeah. you know, like a three day holdout or a five day right. kicking and screaming after the second preseason game or any of that. It was day one. Oh, yeah, he showed up in that little office meme t shirt he wore. Mm-hmm. So it was like, uh, I don't, yeah, it was kind of a, I, I yeah, I think it's a win for the yeah, Packers and, and the fans from them. Obviously, they didn't, they got put through hell a little bit, but it was kind of one of those things like that's where that $50,000 fine sticking now. Yes. Kind of is really going to take away a lot of leverage these players have. I mean, you you really have to kind of put up. If you're gonna say I'm holding out, it's like you're basically threatening I'm sitting out a whole year as opposed to twenty days of camp that some of these vets don't even want to do, anyways. Cause you know what I mean? Like they some of those guys used to just go, eh, I'm gonna come for the third preseason game. I'll skip the first two weeks of the BS. I know the offense anyways or defense anyways. But these these fine sticks. So that has to has some to do with it. And also it's just I just never I know, you know, people have said like kind of, oh, uh, this wasn't a sure thing. All those people are saying that, oh, I couldn't see him retiring, that he changed his mind last minute. But it's like, <laughs> you know, as, like aloof, as, as aloof as he can seem sometime, like Aaron Rodgers like definitely cares about his legacy. And I think, all I mean, all these guys do. Uh, but yeah. I think seeing like Mahomes and Brady being the talk of the off season, after he just had the MVP season, that should have been the main story. All of a sudden it's kind of like, he got put kind of sort of on the back burner. Probably didn't sit right. I don't think he's going to retire on that note, even if it's a quote unquote like professional boxer retirement. Like it's like, no, I, 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 I think that really matters to him. So I think he was kind of like, hey, this was my turn. This yeah. is my turn to tear, carry the torch. And he kind of just gets kind of skipped over a little bit. And it, I think Russ is in the same boat a little bit, too. That's why he got kind of ticked off this offseason, too.
0: For sure. And w- with Russ, the, funny, the differences, I think, like, Russ did all of this. I mean, they did at the same time. But with Russ, it w- it did feel more like, oh, there's specific things I want my football team to do. Right? Like, uh, uh, please improve my offensive line or whatever. And there's yeah. changes made in the coaching staff and yada. Yada. With Aaron, I think the whole time we've been speculating, well, like, what does he want? Because, you know, the roster's pretty good. The (laughs) roster's good. He was upset about the communication, which I totally, I actually think is justifiable as it pertains to Jordan Love, but that was the past, right? Like, you you can't do anything about the thing that already happened other than express to everyone how angry you are, which maybe was the goal all along. Um, But, and we'll get to this with the NFC North Pod. The, The other reason I, you know, one, Always kind of thought he was coming back, but two, laugh a little bit when people say, No, they've got to win this year. They always had to win this year. This is a, not only yeah. is this a really good football team, it's a football team that's capped out, is 32nd mm-hmm. space uh, next season, and is about to pay their number one wide receiver quarterback money. Like, this is the season, y'all. Like, so,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, I, it, it definitely. I was thinking about this. Mark Murphy says something about how, like, the fans were, like, uh, pox on both their houses, right? The Romeo and Juliet (laughs) quote. I was like, I feel like it's more, like, much ado about nothing. Because we're right back where we started. And uh, maybe A Comedy of Errors is the better Shakespearean title. Anyways, um, yeah. So, when we get to the NFC North, we will have, we will talk about the team like we were always going to talk about the team. Although, maybe with one Randall Cobb.
2: Yeah. And the cosmic ballet goes on. Like that's, that's like all it is. It's just, it's, I mean, I mean, that's, but that's what it is. It's I, this roster is already good. So I didn't see that. It's like the retirement. I, I don't know. It, it's like, we just spent like four or five months. No wonder everybody was just exhausted by this. Yeah. It's just like, Oh my God. And then it finally just came. it was like, of course it did. That everyone like, we were just twisting ourselves into knots like you and, and what was so funny is like the news was just coming from so many different forums you know it was mm-hmm. like all of a sudden there's just some of these shows like pat mcafee also's it's breaking news and it's like what is going on right mm-hmm. now
1: like <laughs> right. <laughs> so
2: thank goodness thank goodness but I, I think it's a great point talking about like how it is kind of like they're all in season even if it's not Ooh. they do have some fun young young talent like i do love you know darnell savage or alexander or some other guys they have but it's like this is kind of an all-in season for him. Last year was kind of an all-in yeah. season for him. You don't go, you don't get the Smith guy, brothers. You know, and I know they're not brothers, but the the Smith <laughs> guys. Without kind of like pushing all your chips in the middle, that, yeah. those are those types of moves. So I think, yeah, the writing was on the wall the whole time, and I think we all saw. it. I think a lot of that too is like the front office was kind of laughing the whole time. Like I mean, they're taking like little pot shots. Like the Lambos is our number one asset, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> like, right, yeah. I mean, like, I know. But here we are, Aaron Rodgers yeah. is the quarterback, and it looks like he's. this is his last season with the Packers, which I think is what we thought in January
0: right. after they lost to the
2: Bucks. So here we are.
0: <laughs> yes, right. Complicated fella, very uncomplicated outcome. Yeah, so we'll nice. get to that. Today we're talking about the, the AFC West. Um, I want to start with the Chargers because you and I have talked a lot about this team, and I think this is a team, especially with the new staff in place, where mm-hmm. – I have the most questions, not about the roster, but about, like, the execution. Like, okay, I, you know, we know who the players are. We now know you've got this great young quarterback in Justin Herbert. We know hopefully Derwin James is coming back, all of these great things. But what's it all going to look like with Brandon Staley, mm-hmm. on def- uh, who's the head coach, obviously, running his defense? And then on offense, you got a new offensive coordinator in Joe Lombardi, and then you bring in Shane Day from San Francisco. So why don't we start with the offense? Um, because, you know – from a personal perspective, obviously the biggest change was you know the revamping of the offensive line, which was like the biggest, most obvious. Like, here's the problem with the team. Okay, we are yeah. going to fix it? Uh, in this <laughs> way, um, so exactly. yeah, yeah. So, so you know, they come in, they uh, get the left tackle they want, Rashawn Slater. They sign Corey Lindsley. Hopefully, Brian Bulaga, who was hurt more than half of last season. They signed Matt Faylor. Like, it really mm-hmm. is an, a new look. Unit And this is a a unit that struggled greatly last year. And so the hope is that any regression you have with Herbert, you know, who was like very good on third down and um, playing under pressure last season and and those things that are like statistically typically unsustainable is countered by the fact that you have this excellent offensive line that I buy all that. My question for you is um, (laughs) you're bringing in in Joe Lombardi (laughs) Who was last with New Orleans, who we associate with Drew Brees, to coach Justin Herbert, who's about as far from Drew Brees as a quarterback that you can think of. What do you think this offense (laughs) should and will and can look like?
2: It's, man, the Saints, especially under Peyton, uh, has kind of been like a like the greatest hits offense, they kind of just run a little bit of everything, you know, it's kind of like they, they over the years. So they run like the last few years, it was a lot of quick game because of breezes arm strength. And that's not a pot shot. It just is what it is. Um, And that's, so they run a lot of stuff. That's where the Michael Thomas joke about being a slant boy, you know, comes from, it's a lot of quick game and maybe some why over stuff. And, that was kind of what I pictured this Lombardi offense being under being like, because it could be like shades of, cause we've seen it when they had Taysom Hill starting and James Winston starting, they would kind of run uh, more of the old Drew Brees stuff, which is a lot more heavy play action with big mm-hmm. overs and posts and all that fun stuff and stop, you know, two receivers in the slot working off each other um, or, uh, off, off the tight ends and whatnot. But so it's, I don't know <laughs> so it's a, it's like one of those things where it could just be such so many different things that but i think it's just gonna be a lot of these kind of basic concepts like last year what actually made me much more optimistic about with justin herbert uh like you brought up with the third down and the pressures is that um the other stuff was good the quarterbacky stuff was good like his eyes were, were really good and um he has rare arm talent which is like oh wow like you really do that's not just all flash yeah. like you can actually throw Balls off your back foot. You can just do those types of things. You stand strong in the pocket and not have to step into stuff. And just, but he was also reading basic plays. Like, and like there's a play called spacing. And this is why we're going to talk about him later. But why I've gotten on like Drew Locke is because he would mess up a play like this. But Herbert was going to the right guy every single time, every time he would run a play like this. And I know Lombardi and, and Peyton under Sean Payton with Drew Brees the last few years, they've run the hell out of concepts like that um and so the fact that i've seen herbert do it and lombardi like to run it it's like okay so at least i know there's gonna be some overlap where it's like this is gonna look fine because herbert with the the staff that they had last year they're running a lot of more simpler i would say simpler but core kind of concepts they weren't doing anything revolutionary they're doing some stuff nice but the line was just falling apart so i think it's like okay we're gonna see more of that so i don't think it's gonna be anything too crazy it's just gonna be Kind of saintsy from maybe a mix of like early saints and mid level saints, which is going to be a lot of play action and some you know quick game to probably a really strong run game, especially with Shane Day being there and coming from a you yeah. know Shanahan type of world. Uh,
0: well, that would be tremendously useful because this is a run game that you know was really bad last year. like <laughs> bad, worse than I really thought. Bad. I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I like you think of Austin Eckler, yeah, well, you think of like this the line how bad they were in pass pro they're arguably worse at run blocking which basically made austin eckler like completely ineffective despite the fact that they had a quarterback who was also you know a run threat in herbert um so you got to think that not just with the addition of you know day and we'll see what lombardi does in the run game i imagine he'll want to use eckler similarly to Kamara too as a as a pass catching threat but again with that offensive line really just the personnel eckler is going to have an easier time this year and the and the the skill players are so good, you know, like it's, I've yeah, still, you still absolutely. got, um, obviously Keenan, the, the, well, he's like 29 Keenan Allen. I was about to be like the, <laughs> Angeles, Allen, the very good Keenan <laughs> Allen. Um, and then Mike Williams is their ex. And then after that, you know, just like, a a bunch of guys who can be used a bunch of different ways. That's a technical, uh, term, I believe. So you got Dalen Guyton, it. who I was watching a lot of Herbert recently. And, I, and Guyton, I feel like, Chargers fans, he he's probably one of those players you like love or you hate, depending on what's happening on any given play because he's so fast. Who watched
2: who watched what game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly,
0: exactly. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, uh oh, the drop. Oh god, he's uh shit. you know. <laughs> I, but then they also have um Tyron Johnson and then and then KJ Hill, uh the drafted mm. Josh Palmer, who I want you to tell me about in one second because I know you did a report on him, <laughs> who, who's uh gigantic, I believe. Um,
1: it's good so size, yeah. he might
0: be more of the if If they let Mike Williams walk, I think they would maybe want him to be like the next Mike Williams. And then they bring in Jared Cook to replace Hunter Henry, which is, you know, a bit of a downgrade. But the point is, to go back to your first point about the Saints, like the Saints, the offense has changed a lot over the years. But if there is some sort of commonality, there is a lot of complexity um in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the personnel that Peyton would trot out and all the different looks they give depending on the matchups. And, with all these skill players, what Lombardi and day have is a bunch of different types of weapons, you know, for Herbert at his disposal. Yeah. Um, but you like Palmer, right? Like you liked him. So this is their, I don't remember what round they took him in, but he was, he is the wide receiver out of Tennessee who they drafted this year.
2: Yeah. I think the third, um, yeah, but with, with Paul, yeah, I did like Palmer was a late watch for me too. And, uh, uh, he was an outside, mostly an outside receiver for Tennessee. Tennessee was just kind of a disappointing watch. It was like you really had a. To- take a step away from what situations they've got put in mm-hmm. um, uh, and difference between talent level and, and the situations they got put in. But I I thought Palmer, like just kind of more of a theory kind of thing is I think he could be unlocked as kind of a power slot. And I know you're going to laugh at me for saying that, um, but uh, <laughs> I know you are. As soon as I said, I was like, gosh, dang it. Uh, but it's like, I do think he's going to be one of those guys who can play inside and out and be kind of like good at both hmm. where if they wanted to go more 11 personnel, um, and those types of looks, they can still have a strong running game. It kind of the Chris Godwin role in Tampa Bay or Larry Fitzgerald role in Arizona. And actually, how will the Saints use Traquan Smith um, the last few years? Because Traquan mm. Smith is a strong a strong blocker. Yeah, and I can see him kind of being more of that glue guy as they kind of brush him up to maybe work more from the outside and feature him in more of an outside-heavy role. So that's I, that's more of a theory. I have no like kind of like – like there's no inklings of any of that. I just see this kind of skill set this guy has. Cause like you said, he has good size. I want to say he's all like, you know, like NFL measurements, like six one and change. So six two, and I think he's like two twelve, give or take. You know, he's good build, but he's really tough. He's he's strong in the middle. Like when he was asked to block in college, I know this isn't sexy to hear for with a receiver, but this is kind of like this could kind of really unlock a lot of other things when you're not asking Keenan Allen to do this. You're asking Keenan Allen to go be awesome out running routes. And also that inside-outside versatility is huge. When yeah. you have Keenan Allen that can work inside and outside, Josh Palmer can work inside and outside. Mike Williams is more outside only, but then in the red zone, you can put him on the inside. And even a guy like Jared Cook is going to bring more verticality to the offense. I, I, I agree with you. His He's a downgrade overall from Hunter Henry, but he, he brings just kind of more of a vertical threat. Um, and if he's, not, if he's not your 80 target guy and he's getting more – or 100 target guy, I should say, and getting more of that 70 target range, that's more ideal for him when he's more of that fourth guy as opposed to number two that he's had to have been at sometimes in his career. But I think he meshes well. And it just gives, you know, Herbert another big time target because one plus with Herbert is he's such a smart guy and he has, which is just so funny, but he's willing to take chances. Like he's willing to give his guys a shot at the ball kind of helps when you have Mike Williams and Keenan yes. Allen and Hunter Henry, it does help. But the fact that he's willing to do it and kind of, you know, Drop it a little bit, drop his, you know what, a little bit. It's kind of like, that's that's good. That's really cool to see a young guy do that. And that speaks sure. to him. I, I didn't know if I could say it or not. So, uh, you know,
0: you need to uh, come up that, with a creative to, euphemism is the.
2: I know. I, I'm not, I'm not great at that, <laughs> as you know. Uh, but it's, but, uh, but the fact that, that speaks to him on uh, versus pressures on third down and stuff, like, cause he, he, he's willing to stand in there. It's, uh, and it's right. just kind of like, that's his whole, his well, whole play.
0: Yeah, that goes back to the thing about like the third, the pressure and the third down and like, okay, well, it, was any of that stuff sustainable. Well, yeah, because a lot of it flows from not only the free, I, I would say the m- vast majority of it flows from on my just rewatch of him, um, the arm talent, the fact that it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, exactly where he is and how his body is oriented. Like he, he going to get that thing out and it's going to, you know, go where he wants it to go. Um, but also the aggression that you just described, which frankly is not something I anticipated. Coming into the NFL Same. and and has completely blown me away. Um. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, and he gets a full off season. He d- literally did not expect to start in the league. I'm not that <laughs> right. worried about this offense. However, I have questions about the defense. Um
1: well.
0: I think Brandon Staley's got his work cut out for him, man. Like I
1: as I tried so to. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. I feel this way about the Chiefs too. We'll talk about the Chiefs, but um, as I was looking at this defensive depth chart, I was like, ooh, I, ooh, I, you know, like trying to think through like what we saw with the Rams and who might play what role. Um, I, I mean, I assume they're switching to a 3-4 with Staley. And yeah, um, it, yeah, yeah, okay. But which, you know, whatever, it's that modern NFL isn't really like, but.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's more, it's more, I know. And that's what's so funny is like, it, it's it's so hybrid now. It's more right. just like, it's more are you under or over more than if you're 3-4 oh, oh, or 4-3 okay. kind of thing.
0: So Brandon Staley coming in. I think, first of all, I'll, I'll say this. The positive thing is I think it's going to really help this secondary. Assuming that um, – which was of course, been banged up. But you can throw out all the stats from last year anyways. But assuming Derwin James is healthy, um, I think you know they drafted Nasir Adeli and uh, a couple years ago, I want to say. And yes, so he is not – he was not fantastic in Gus Bradley's defense, playing the you know center fielder. I think in the Brandon Steeley defense, where he gets more support from Derwin James, and they're playing more of those split safety coverages, I think that's going to help him. Um, I also think like okay, you know Michael Davis, very underrated. Chris Harris can, can play in the slot. We'll see what they get out mm-hmm. of Asante Samuel Jr. Um, I feel like good. I, it's not a deep group, but I think it makes sense like when I think back to like when I think to what we saw Staley do and just generally the Fangio defenses, it makes sense mm-hmm. for me. The concern is like when you start looking up front um, mm-hmm. outside of <laughs> Bosa and I, yeah. I get a little bit worried.
2: Yeah. And yeah, Joey Bosa, who's somehow, some way just turned 26, like that, he's one of those age guys okay. that like just blows my mind. I know, but that, that's such a great, uh, great point talking about just kind of like their back end is that with the split safety stuff, the one good thing is guys aren't out on island as much as, you know, maybe in a Seattle defense like Gus Bradley runs, which is something we will talk about later. Spoilers. But it's, but it, cause, you know, kind of it just by design, you know, just physics of having, you know, more eyes on stuff and guys can split, you know, reads on everything and, and kind of like help each other out more of a help defense than putting guys on islands like a, a, a that cover three kind of defense does. So I'm actually just really curious to see like, what is, what like what's derwin james look derwin james look like in that defense like is he gonna be like coming up on stuff is he gonna be in the like is he i, I don't know i just i'm curious like how they're gonna unlock him because I, I i do think staley's a very good coach so i i'm curious how they how he uses that swiss army knife because you can kind of see when coaches get versatile players you can see kind of who are the real coaches are i guess is a good way to put it yes. you can see spags spags with Tyron matthew as opposed to spags with somebody else yeah or tyron matthew with somebody else when houston you know like you can kind of see the differences of like how a coach really uses a guy like that so i want to see how he uses him as a blitzer because the rams would use some kind of fun little blitzes situationally like you know um i want to see like they just do like one of one-off ones they're kind of really annoying like where it's just like it's like second and five. And all of a sudden they just bring a linebacker and it's just like random. And I think that randomness kind of like really f- with off. Oh, I'm sorry. Really messes with offenses. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, this. I, yeah, okay. I think by the way, what you just described, I think like, again, like I just kind of moving to the Kenneth Murray, I think is someone who will also benefit from this change in coach. Um, Correct.
2: because it's less on who,
0: who can get downhill more. Yeah. And isn't asked to do as much in coverage. I don't think they can play as much dime as the Rams did. Like I'm just, again, I'm looking at the depth chart. Right now. And I'm like, it's, I know. No, who's all that who all can yeah. be on the field? You know, like they
2: have no depth. Like their depth is yeah. just like, who? Like, and I'm like, man, I'm trying to rack my brain. Like, there's gotta be a tweet about that guy. Nope. <laughs> yes. Right, <laughs> but uh, I mean yeah. but you, they need Kenneth, a guy like Kenneth Murray to kind of like uh step up a little bit. You're they're hoping that he can kind of be like a run fine ball, get ball guy, like a Devin White, mm-hmm. you know, like a poor man's Devin White type, where it's just be an athlete as opposed to reading stuff out. So you know, we'll see. (laughs) Uh, Maybe he does get, yeah, like I think that's a great point. Maybe getting some, he can become unlocked when there's less on him, having to be two ways as much. But I mean, they need help up front. I mean, it's kind of is Bosa and the Bosats. I mean, (laughs) you hope Jerry Tillery, I mean, it really is. You hope Tillery kind of does a little something more. Like he had a lot of QB hits last year, but he only had three sacks. So, um, but you're hoping that like a guy like that steps up. They're going to need to. I, I do trust their coaching staff, but we just, it is question marks. Uh, so, uh You have to be. You can. It's glass half full. If you do think it's going to be something, that comes I mean, from
0: that this is a defense that finished twenty six and DVOA against yeah. last year, which again, you know, missing guys, right? But yeah. now you're asking Jerry Tillery, Linval Joseph, and Justin Jones to, to gap. You know, it's like
2: Oh, rah, 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 rah. exactly you know, I, half I, all of it. Right, I know
0: like, gap and half. We, we, you know, and like. We talked a lot, uh, had Coach Vass on and talked a little bit about, you know, how those those defenses play the run, which is um, a very fun thing to think about. But then all of a sudden, when you're when you're looking at uh, some of these these personnel and you're you know, you do have to also execute that. Right. So, like, I, exactly. we'll see. We'll see. I, I just think this to me. Oh, they also have Christian Covington. That's kind of a good piece uh, up front. Um, you
1: yeah, put the but, old name right. I, yeah, I saw yeah, that right. too. I, I, was like, a I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I know
0: it was like uh, I know that name. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know, and I know that um, they like uh, what's his name opposite Bosa uh, Nuosu Chenna Nuosu as uh, the yeah. uh, sort of the new Ingram. And so you know, there's if he can, I think, break out and Tillery takes another step forward, and James stays healthy. A lot of ifs. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, we, I, I I feel a lot of confidence. I feel more confidence in the offense than I do in the defense. But again, obviously, defensive head coach and some young exciting talent and ideally some help this year health this year it's
2: there there that's all you can hope for is there's a path and like there's a path to success so it's like at least you could see it with them as opposed to some teams where you're just like yeah i have no idea
0: (laughs) so the raiders no i'm just kidding i that I, i feel like the way you set it up no, no, no. Okay. You know what? Let's talk about the Raiders defense first, because you brought up Bradley. And the Raiders having also, by pad. the way. Having, having like, a pad. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, actually, you know what? Uh, I had the opposite reaction doing this for the Raiders, where looking at the depth charts, I was like, you know what? I think this defense is going to be better. Uh, I think Zafa is going to worth- be worse. But, um, yeah. I mean, the the GMing, like, they they literally shifted out, they, they shifted resources to the defense, so it better be better. Um, it would be hard to be worse, right? So bad uh, exactly. For years, but um, the front seven to me, the secondary is a nightmare. We'll get to that, but the front seven could be okay. <laughs> My voice is going up like twenty octaves. <laughs> no, okay. So let's 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 just talk about the actual players in the field. So first of all, at linebacker, um, last year, Littleton and quietkoski. Kwiatkowski, I can I can never say the same. The guy who was who was with the Bears and little was with the Rams. Yeah, they should be better than they were last year. Like both of them were good the year before. I, I feel like this season, you know, with Bradley and and it, it, the defense that the he's going to implement with the Raiders, I think they're going to play better. And then up front, so you've got Cleveland Furl, who like unfortunately he he's like not going to live up to his draft status, but he's actually a good player. It's just. Shouldn't have been taken fourth overall, kind of guy. But now you got him exactly. You got Max Crosby. They've got Unique Ngakwe, who they signed to like a pretty reasonable deal. Um, you still have Jonathan Hankins on the inside, and then they add Solomon Thomas, who's kind of obviously a bit of a reclamation project from San Francisco. Quentin Jefferson, who was was good as recently as a couple of years ago. Like this front seven could be totally fine.
2: I'm, I'm glad that, you that your octave stayed neutral. You were good. You're, you're good. <laughs> I I do think Max Crosby is like a, a legit, like good number two guy, like a good number two rusher. Um, that's just the issue is they don't have that kind of number one guy. to kind of help it out. Cause the, and that's the issue with Yannick. Yeah. Yannick Yannick, uh, because it is that he is like, he knows when his bread is buttered so he kind of just waits until pass rushing downs to to, to, to to rush the passer he has no he's good at it. He <laughs> not playing the rod he's very good at it he knows when to pin his ears back i give him that but it's like he knows he knows how he why where he gets his money so yeah. the problem is coaches will go oh well that's all right i'll coach him up on rundowns he'll he'll put it put in yeah. the effort but it's kind of like once you once you hit a like a you know a certain amount of starts in the nfl it's kind of that's what you are so Yeah. So I I could see them just like talking themselves into playing him every snap, which is going to like lead to leakiness. And I I think that's a great point. What you're saying about Farrell is that like, it's that he is going to be a a good role player for a long time, but just like he has a top five pick and it's just like, you don't draft good role players with the the top five picks. Like, you know, you're you're hoping for the elite elite and the, you know, the franchises. So, and that's like kind of the issue with Gruden's drafting period, right? They drafted for like 2004 players, like, Mm. like, Farrell, who's like a run-stopping end, Abrams, who's like you know, we'll like a, a head-hunting safety. He should have been born about twenty years ago or twenty years before, and he would have been so much better. And then Josh Jacobs, who I like, but you know, it's Josh. It's a running back in the first round, which, urgh. Um, but it's um, you but said also it, like, I mean- other like role players. I know I know some one of us had to do it but it's uh but you know like they have like Solomon Thomas so I'm curious what he's going to do maybe outside San Fran he also like doesn't want to leave the Bay Area like just goes <laughs> yeah you know Stanford like this San Fran now, now he's going oh no he's going to Vegas I'm an idiot Uh but it's oh, like God. but then he goes uh, oh I know right I just said I, I live in Vegas. But uh, but that's kind of curious because he was under Sala, and now it's Gus Bradley, so it's the same family. so But who knows? Sometimes you just got to get to a new spot. Um, but, yeah, front seven. I actually like Nick Morrow, too. He was there when I yeah. met last year with the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like him. I actually like him. He's a good athlete. Um, we started way too early, but he's come along. He's oh. a nice player. It's,
0: um, uh, yeah, yeah, he, can, he the- can push um, Littleton in quick – quick God, I can't ever say his name. Yeah. Um, they're also like it's Bradley, so they're awesome. probably going to be on on the field a fair amount all, all three of them. But um, and Rod Marinelli is the defensive line coach, by the way. Although he you absolutely know, not not like there was like a massive improvement last year either. But um, I don't know. I just think I like the front seven is fine. The problem with this defense it, it, it has been the problem <laughs> and conti- it continues to be the problem. Is the secondary, which is just, you know, I mean, statistically been a nightmare for a while now. The draft picks have not worked out. Um, You mentioned Jonathan Abram, who he plays like one of those. I I feel like I might be stealing this from someone. Apologies if I am. But like, you know, when like someone's on, you know what? Ryan Clark once said to me this, not he wasn't talking about Jonathan Abram, I believe. But he was talking about um, like a mouse on a motorcycle. where like the mouse has lost control oh, yeah. of the motorcycle. I, it was like the weirdest analogy, but it somehow made perfect sense. And now when I think about Jonathan neighbor I'm like, that's what he looks like. He looks like a motorcycle that lost control and is just flying around the field. Um, It's not great. You know how like
2: a, like a, how like a toddler, a toddler kind of like, or like a, a child learning to walk kind of weeds with their head?
0: Oh, God. You know,
2: kind of like that's <laughs> that's kind of how he like walks, kind works? of like weeds with her head.
0: Um, God. I,
2: you know, <laughs> but it kind of is. I, I thought you were going to say like I, I don't know, but that, that's mouse on a motorcycle. That's a new one for me.
0: Yeah, that's,
2: that's, that's a new one.
0: I'm trying. Yeah, I feel like that's the best analogy I can think of, like a pocket rocket type motorcycle. Anyways, Dude, and the, don't so, worry,
2: I'm sure no one will correct us. I'm sure nobody. Yeah, right, will
0: Yeah, <laughs> motorcycles better get at me. But um, so he's still there. That you know. I, he he had a difficult start because he he had that first season he was hurt, and then he came back, and, yeah. and sometimes it can take a while. and But they drafted Trayvon Merig from TCU, which is funny because they took him af- in the second round after taking Alex Leatherwood. We'll talk about one time in the offense. And if they had flipped them, I feel like everybody would have been cool with the draft because – Is that by, funny? By everybody, I mean like draft Twitter because I, I – Nate, I like Merrick a lot. In fact, I he was like my favorite. Both of the I forget his name now. The other TCU safety I liked as well, the little guy. But um, yeah, both of them I thought were excellent, and I thought this was a, an excellent pick for the Raiders because they really need him. Uh, so you know, I they
2: just need bodies.
0: Yeah, they need bodies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's what? good. It's okay. good that
2: it's good yeah. that people liked it.
0: Yeah. So they 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 you know Arnett. Struggled last year. Uh, the cornerback opposite Trayvon Mullen, who Trayvon Mullen again, it's like Trayvon Mullen. If he was on a good team, would probably be good. I feel like, I feel that way. I feel like, yeah, it's yeah, just right, like oh, right. you have to play it next to of
2: Circumstances.
0: They did sign Casey Hayward, yeah. which I think was quietly a pretty good a uh, good signing for them, like betting on a bounce back season. And then they're bringing in Carl Joseph, but still, all things. And then Nuggets. Nevin Lawson will be in the slot, but all things considered, it's still woof. It's a tough group. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I know it's even like, that's what they've re-signed Carl Joseph. And like, people are talking themselves into that. It's like, Oh boy. <laughs> obviously, I always thought what I've seen from, uh, from Raiders fans, but it's not good. And especially with that defense, because we talked about Gus Bradley a couple of times, but run that single high defense. You just put your guys on islands. So you need safety play. I mean, you need a guy at the back that can go coast to coast, go oh, yeah. numbers to numbers or, or even more than that sideline to sideline. And you need at least one good corner to really, help you go on the side because if you're going to have it be strict like that you need otherwise you're going to be very um the defense is very it, 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 on, on purpose on by design it's very uh you know it's static you know what's going to come yes um so you need dynamic players to make it good i mean it's not revolutionary thought, but that's the issue. If you're going to put so much emphasis on those positions and not have anything there, it's going to be, it might be even at times, it might be uglier, but I think long-term, yes, it could be okay. But it's just like, there might, might be ugly for a month or two while these kind of guys get used to that kind of ISO ball that they're playing.
0: And that's a great point. I hadn't thought about that as it pertains to Merrick, because if he, if they are asking him to be that, you know, Earl Thomas of their defense. um, Yeah. that's not what he did in college, or at least not what I watched at TCU. Exactly. Um, he is, he is, I think very, um, very smart and instinctive and fast. And so I think I, I don't have his, uh, his numbers in front of me, his combine numbers, but he, he certainly has field speed. So I think he has the capacity to do that as well. He just wasn't asked to do it a lot. And again, it's a lot to put on a rookie, especially when, you know, pocket rocket is in front of you flying around the field. Um okay. So but yeah, so so they robbed Peter to play pay Paul. Is that Peter to pay Paul? Nice.
1: Anyway,
2: yes. Yeah, nice Paul,
0: Paul, Paul, Well, it's not Paul because they fired Paul and they replaced him with Gus Bradley. They but fired Paul. The defense, they they shifted uh resources to the defense and also to running back, which you know, listen. Oh. It's one thing to, to draft Josh Jacobs. It's quite another to take money away from your offensive line and then go out and and sign. Like the whole reason you have a first round running back is so you don't have to pay Kenyon drank. And yet here um, we are Raiders fans. That has what to be a like, team, right? I mean, that to me has to be like the most what the hell move of the offseason. Like I don't get it at all. I don't get it.
2: It 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 doesn't sink in, I think, for people until they look at who the highest paid running backs are. And then you see Kenyon Drake's name up there and you're like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. While you have a guy uh, while you have a guy
0: who's good. I know. I don't and who's a
2: three down guy. And that's the thing, it's like, okay. And oh I know. And that's what's hilarious too is they have Jalen Richard who's a pass catching back. And then they have Theo Riddick, who he's, you know, he's banged up, but he he's that's here. what he does. Yes. He's a pass he's a pass catching back. I mean, those are those two it's like such overlap of skill sets. And it's like maybe he's gonna like lean into it, you know, kind of like how the Packers did last year with like having two backs on the field go you know, like Gruden might give like really excited and like have seen that like the three national games he watches every year and he watched like the 21 pony personnel they ran and like maybe he's going to do that but i think he, if even if he does he'll probably get bored okay. and like after two weeks and he'll move away from it i know I, I could go all day about it it's just hilarious i'm like i hate that well, phrase like so funny on so many different levels but it actually it really is so okay. funny on so many different Th- levels. this is <laughs> actually yeah
0: <laughs> to me nate this is exhibit a for when people say why do you hate running backs it's not that you hate running backs, it's the fact that they literally blew up their offensive line. And it's yes. like, okay, when you're paying a running back, you're not paying someone else in this case. The opportunity
2: cost. Yes, it's the yes.
0: opportunity cost. So it's not like, oh, I don't want to pay anyone. Looks like no. You had a, a good offensive line, a really good offensive line and mm-hmm. for reasons that escape me, look this is again, it's all part of the same thing which is you traded away <laughs> Ronnie hudson and gabe jackson and you know it, it's ugh, god okay so almost rodney, cut
2: I, right almost cut rodney hudson they they had to be like something right, happened right, there right, sudden, yeah like still don't know what happened there
0: <laughs> so uh and then Trent brown's gone of course as well so so left to right you've got the left side of the line it should be fine it's, Col- it's colton miller and Richie. that, hasn't been, that hasn't
2: been ridic- ridiculed enough by the way paying him like the highest paid
0: Contract them to train them back. Oh, yeah, and then
2: like also just train them back,
0: like <laughs> Trent Brown who has the craziest tattoo I've ever seen on an NFL player. Oh my, just Google Trump, Trump Brown tattoo. Uh, okay, so you got Colton Miller and Richie on incognito on one side, and then so you've got Andre James coming in for um, in place of Rodney Hudson, who you know is like one of the best centers in the NFL, and then I guess it's going to be Denzel Good or John Simpson, and then you drafted as we discussed Alex Leatherwood. Poor Derek Carr. Like, you know, as much grief as Derek Carr gets, not only did he play well no. last last year, we can talk about that. He's rewarded for that by losing half of his offensive line. Nelson Aguilar is gone. It yeah. was like weirdly, they had like this yeah. bizarrely great connection. I mean, I, I unbelievable
2: just, connection, I unbelievable.
0: Know. Yeah, like I, I let let's let's be positive because I feel like I've, I how 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 is this offense better this year? Like what would it take for this offense to be better than it did than it was last season? But And by the way, last season it finished ninth overall in passing efficiency.
2: It would just, I mean, rugs has to basically yeah. recreate what Aguilar did last year, which was yeah. like, uh, yeah, which was like, yeah, which and Aguilar went off last year. It was, it was bizarre, but I mean, they, they got to use them. Like how I wasn't high on rugs. I was, I was fairly low on, on him coming into draft last year, but I still thought like he could be a very, very super role player type, like a good number two. That's like more iconic than a good player, if that makes sense. Um, but like, I thought like with him, like some of the best stuff he would do is like catch a slant or a screen and then split mm-hmm. the seam and just use his speed that way. Cause he's not making anyone miss laterally. There's a reason he didn't return punts and kicks in college um he's not making anyone miss in a phone booth he's a guy that he needs a seam and he splits it it's like chris johnson at running back and and same exact thing and so he's not like and he's also not like deshaun watson or deshaun jackson like you know on like a a deep ball like like an iconic ball winner like he was good he's fine and he's fine down there but it's not like he's not like a superstar at that that type of thing is he's a speed guy he's an average route runner but like he just needs to be what that is which is you know that very good number two type you know that super role player type he needs to ascent to that and they got to use him in better ways rather than just go hey take the top off it's like yeah he's fast but he can do a little bit more like, he can't catch a slant he can take screens like use him.
0: <laughs> did car even target him underneath i'm trying to think i i Fair cannot any. I, can, I cannot remember in my mind like henry ruggs doing anything last right? year other than like running go around no
2: screens it was <laughs> You don't remember any like little like five yard hitch route that he just takes the distance or a slant route or anything like that. Oh. Don't run a hitch route, but but a slant route or a screen or something. You know, yeah. so it's like they need him to step up to even be what they were last year. Hunter Renfro is a legit good slot. He's gonna play in the league for forever and piss off every other fan base because um, he's just <laughs> he, he can win on. He's he's actually King. he's actually pretty good. Like King. He, he is. He's awesome. He's gonna play for twelve years. He's gonna like he's gonna be Mister First Down. Like Mister, he is he actually is surprisingly good. Um, um, Darren Waller's fantastic. Yes. Uh AFC West is just loaded at tight end. We haven't even talked about the other guys, but it's ridiculous. Uh I don't know. It, it's yeah, there it's just like Rob good. Peter and Pay Paul. That's yeah,
0: kind of yeah. I would say the other thing I'll throw on your you know, your everything you said about rugs is correct, and it'll be interesting to see okay, how much of this was you know, just how he was used, or and how much like can mm. he beat press and or
2: is, is know, that or is that what he
0: is? Yeah, is that yeah, right. And then the other thing I would say has to happen is, um, Brian Edwards, who, you know, they, they wanted to be their ex receiver and who is definitely Mm -hmm. the biggest receiver on this roster. Like he has to also, I think, step up and be healthy. And, um, he he had some injuries last year. And so I think a couple big ifs with those young receivers, um, but they do have, okay, just like you said, the optimistic thing is they do have a the best tight end, one of the best tight ends, not even the best tight end in the division, thanks Kansas city, but the third best tight end in the NFL and uh, a loaded running back room. So yeah, (laughs) I I think best case scenario for the Raiders, wrap it up here. If we're getting to the second half of the division is Merrick is awesome. Um, the front seven is, Plays up, you know, is does, does stuff. Does stuff <laughs> without blitzing. <laughs> yeah,
2: does anything. Um, does anything without
0: blitzing. Quiet, like the linebackers are good as they've been in the past, which I, by the way, think is is actually pretty possible. And then those young wide receivers step up. So all that has to happen for the Raiders. Um, some of those things might happen. They, some of them might happen. Yeah.
2: Probably. Yeah. And like and like you said, Derek, Derek Carr, he's firmly in that above average range, you know, as a quarterback. But it's like you he's plenty fine to win with. It's oh like, guy. but like you said, it's I know. It's like and, and him and Rodney were had a great pairing. They were great on protection. Oh, stuff, he loved so him too. His, oh. Yeah. Takes away his safety blanket, you know. So it's it's yeah. Go Raiders. Let's oh see how it goes.
0: <laughs> so far from being the problem on the team and yet. All right. Let me come back. Let's talk about uh, the team with the best tight end in the division and maybe the NFL. I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or tick it. Paid for by NHTSA.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mina Show today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Show. M-I-N-A-S-H-O-W.
0: All right, Nate. So we were, when I was prepping for this pod, I texted you and I was like, Chiefs defense. Uh. So. (laughs) They shrug. (laughs) Yeah. So the the usual caveat applies, which is that it, uh, LOL, nothing matters when you have Pat Mahomes. But I do want to talk about the juice defense because, um, you know, it turns out if you take, take every single offensive lineman away from Patrick Mahomes. <laughs>
1: They're vulnerable. <laughs> so, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs>
0: not, we'll talk about the offensive line and all that. Uh, so this is a Chiefs defense that has um, not given a bleep about stopping the run now for like three years, and it's working out fine yeah. for them. Uh, 31st against the run yeah. last year. But, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a defense that blitzes a lot. <laughs> um, and... Is going? I mean, it is, you know? I mentioned some question marks for the Raiders front seven and the Chargers front seven. Dude, this Chiefs front seven has problems. So
2: okay, it, it's, uh, it's it's holy. It's very holy, isn't it?
0: And not in the, not in <laughs> a good way. He means a... holy with an e because no, we don't know what the hell's going on with Fred Clark. <laughs> um, so you've got. You know, Chris Jones, they did they did sign Jaron Reed in the, that weird thing that happened with Seattle that no one understands what the hell happened there. So they've yeah. got interior pass rush locked down. I guess with Reed and then they've got Derek Naughty at those Chris Jones might play outside mm-hmm. a little bit more, which is interesting because interesting. I don't know who else there is. Uh, Charlton? uh, like, is- uh- Taco Charlton? like Taco Charlton?
2: Oh, i know they just got all the first round retreads you know like that's what they're just cycling through it's like they're just gonna get all these guys is like oh you were a bus hey come nice. over here yeah. like you were yeah they traded for mike hughes like you know like they took a flyer on him like all right well, yeah come on right. come on get over here i know so it's like i, I think that's just the world they're gonna live in <laughs> trying to find something to you know i i think really that spags is just gonna be like all right let's just get to third down let's just hope that it's third and four mm-hmm. or longer and hold on to our hats until that point, create a couple turnovers and hopefully jump out to a 20 point lead and, and then like, okay, all right. Then, then they can't run the ball <laughs> just just cause, like just cause of game script. Yeah. So I know that, uh, yeah, I know it's it's weird, right? It's weird. I know I'm glad you texted me because I wasn't, I was like, I, am I missing some of these guys? Like am I, am I this yeah, right. guy They're... that I can miss? Like yeah. is there someone that broke out that I don't remember?
0: Turns out, I mean, they, they spent all the money on the offensive line, which we'll get to. And the draft pick, too. So they yes. – they, they they and then they drafted – I said they don't give a bleep about the run, but they did draft a linebacker, Nick Bolton, um, which is an interesting pick. Um, yeah. It, it, this is a linebacking group that has – I would say – I would describe it as much maligned, although I actually think it's sort of been trending in the right direction. Um, and – like I said, so so Bolton uh, from Missouri was sort of, like, I feel like pro-ready was kind of what he got tagged with a lot, um, but not, like, I, I would say, like, he's like a high floor, low ceiling kind of prospect is the sort of way it's been characterized. Yeah. Not someone you really want in coverage, um, which is fine, but again, it's like, that is that is how they spent their first draft pick, despite how they, they they've got a lot of needs. Up front and in the secondary, mm-hmm. I would argue. I mean, so, you know, Tyron Matthews is one of the best safeties in the NFL, but outside, and then they hit on a real gem with Legerea Sneed, uh, who they drafted yes. like the fourth round last year. But outside of them, fourth round. Yeah, there's some question marks. I mean, they need Juan Thornhill, I think, to return to form in particular. I would say single most important player. Uh, well, uh, outside of, I guess, Frank Clark, I don't know, although, what, well. He's sort of up and down and he really hasn't lived out of his contract. But Juan Thornhill, you know, as a rookie, I really, really liked what I saw at the end of the season from him. And it was so great because if you could have him um, when the Chiefs play man-free back there, Matthew could roam around and do Matthew things. But coming back from injury, Juan Thornhill was really up and down. And I think that's, that has been really limiting for the Chiefs because they don't have a star outside cornerback on the roster.
2: That, yeah, and that's what if you're going to live in that Spags world, and if I mean, like we, we've already, we can say for a third time, is that they have no, not a lot up front, like, so you're yeah. going to have to blitz, and that's what Spags likes to do, anyways, is that you're going to be manned up a lot. And so it's, he, yes. it, I mean, of course, helps to have a guy, a corner, but the fact that they, It's like struggling to find that number two type and sneed was great sneed was great as a last year especially a mid-round mid-round rookie to actually be a tangible player as a rookie is like whoa um and and he was a good blitzer like he was a productive blitzer so that's like okay so spags has got another db that that he can do Spag stuff with i i use it like as an adjective a verb just spags (laughs) noun. so uh but it's yeah but it's ah, man they're they're fully leaned into the world of that and it's like they can get i know you that was the caveat at the beginning it's like they can get away with this because of Mahomes. homes they are they i mean but seriously for the next decade they're going to be in that kind of weird place where they can just do shit because yeah. it's like right. we have 15. I mean, they can. It's it's kind of messed. It sucks for other teams, but it's like going to be hilarious sometimes looking at some of these rosters. If
0: they just hold, mean, like, if they hold teams <laughs> to like field goals on two drives, they're fine. It's like yep. you know, it's like hey, yep. it's it. It. red zone.
2: Um, I've never seen teams spot leads like they did last year, and just like it was hilarious. like oh my god, this is even like their best best personnel that they could be putting out there. It's it's yeah. Well, let's oh, talk no, about the so offense. then. Do you have,
0: let, let let's just yeah, exactly. Let's talk about no because you know we are presuming that the offense is. Still going to be elite to the point where the defense just needs to be like top 20 for them to contend, which has been the case in mm. recent years. They have the defense has not headed, had to be elite, they just have to make a few key stops. I think they were better the year before than last year, but the offense, um, you know, like I said, they rebuilt the offensive line. Um, and really like went all in, right? Big trade for Orlando <laughs> yeah. Brown, yes, signing okay. Joe Tooney's you know, best free agent available. They drafted a center. I think at right tackle, it's going to be a competition between Lucas Nang and Mike Remmers, who, despite what you saw at the end of this last season, wasn't as bad as he seemed, but, and then you've got uh, the doctor coming back. Let me put it this way to you. What could go wrong? Like, so we're starting from this assumption. Okay. This is an elite group. Andy Reid, Kelsey Hill, Mahomes, new offensive line, Edwards, you you know, better than last year. Hopefully what would be your concern looking at this side of the ball?
2: I, I, I'm not trying to be funny. It's like literally the only concern I ever have is if Patrick Mahomes is not starting a quarterback for them. It's I, like, I mean, it's like, yeah. that's this side of the ball is, uh, I mean, we saw with the super bowl last year, it's, and just different guys have been hurt. Kelsey, you know, Hill, it, it, different guys have been banged up. A lot of concern this offseason. I didn't really realize this was a concern amongst Chiefs fans was who's our number two receiver. And You got to look at passing game as as more as having three weapons not three receivers and they got two of the best (laughs) and they and they have great synergy together and it's great it's really more just finding that third guy period and actually like ceh can be do some stuff too which i'm going to talk about in a sec but um Mm -hmm. such a great point talking about remembers not being as bad as people think and that's just how it's going to go the, that's the thing with having an offensive line. And sometimes when everyone's like, well, a receiver is more valuable than a tackle. It's about making your guy that last year remembers was what their second best starting offensive lineman at that point. It's like making him your fifth best starting, starting offensive lineman or on the bench. That's the difference. It's not making him a pro all of your guys being pro bowlers across the board. It's that there's no real weaknesses. Cause if you're going to yeah. live in passing game and you have to provide chip help, um, it's much easier to know. We just have to help out a right tackle rather yeah. than, oh my God, okay, we're a right tackle, this player, a left tackle. We have to have two guys chipping. So now, 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 not everyone could get out on routes. And Chiefs love living with five or guys, just everybody in routes, all five eligibles out there. So that's where the trickle down effect and making Mahomes' life easier is just he just more has more options out there. Um, but I know you're talking about what was the downside of all this. I'm just now talking about how fun it's gonna be. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I I'm curious, I'm curious how the run game's gonna look. I, I think it's gonna be real exciting. I'm I've never known as Andy Reid anything but like a zone type of guy. Uh, but I know Andy Heck, the O-line coach, has run power before and run gap stuff before, um, just from being with the Jaguars. And
0: hmm.
2: having Orlando Brown, yeah, Creed Humphrey, those guys can pull, Joe Thuny can pull. Yeah, can pull too. Uh, yeah yeah and it's like okay that's interesting and and seeing more three down defenses and being in what they i'm i'm just all over the place here but but seeing kind of like what the chiefs like to run they like to be very spread out you know kelsey's the x receiver yada 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 you got tyree kale at the number three spot you can see a limitation in their run game and as defenses Mm -hmm. when maybe the passing game is there have to be nickel and dime and maybe just taking a load off their offensive line where they don't have to pass protect Twelve times in a row, you do have to use the run game just to kind of give you a breath sometimes. (gasps) And and you can't run on on
0: every down, um,
2: and not every down because it's so much easier to move forward than back. But that's where like getting those guys like a pull and having a different type of run is going to help. It's just going to
0: help them. I think that's the most interesting question about the Chiefs' offense, which you know finished second in passing, thirteenth in rushing. I mean, it's it's easy to run. it should be easy to run when you're in this offense, but um, yeah. the, the the rushing game was not as efficient, I think, as it could have been. Um, and it, like you said, I'll be curious to see if the change in personnel on the offensive line changes what they do. Uh, and also just kind of how those backs are utilized. You know, CH, like yeah. coming out that first week against Houston last year it was the opener. Um you know, we were like, "Oh no, Clyde edwards aware. How did we let the Chiefs draft him? This is where we start. <laughs> Forgetting that they were playing the Texans, right, for a second. But yeah, also, exactly. I feel like sometimes Andy Reid kind of forgot about him, or or or, or, or like, you know, we thought he was going to be this like dynamic pass catcher. Like, how many wheel routes was C.H. Yeah. targeted on? Who was so good at that in college? So, I think. Oh you talked about the three weapon thing, which I think is such a, is absolutely the right way to think about the chiefs offense. And I just kind of feel like, okay, you, you, you know, you've got Edwards, you and you've got, um, Derek McKinnon who's on this roster. Just looking at it. Uh, you know, you don't need a new Sammy Watkins, you know? I mean, I think it would be nice if, I think Nicole Hardman is better than he was last year at yeah. times. But yes. my point they, is like they,
2: – They need him to step up. They need yeah. him to step up. But it's like they don't need him to step up as much as I think people think.
0: <laughs> oh, totally. it's it, it really is about triples, triplets. And I think um, finding creative ways to use CEH and all yeah. these different players is going to be key. They drafted a tight end who's kind of fun. Uh, Noah Gray because, you know, um, yeah. he's a tight end. I'm a, yeah. I'm a
2: big That's fan of cool. his. I'm actually a fan of his. Yeah.
0: Get into it because Kelsey's getting up in the years, you know? I mean, he's still the best, but yeah,
2: and he's he's like, and Gray is like this little undersized. He's got little short arms, but he's like a fun like he, he's like really quick, and like he can actually run like legit routes in the yes. slot, and like like DBs and stuff. But then like he's tough because like Duke would use him at like fullback on the next play. He'd be like a receiver and then a fullback the next play. So I think like. Andy Reid for years is keeps trying to find another tight end to run with the Chiefs to run with with Kelsey and he just tries different guys. He has Blake Bell lately and uh, I'm blanking on the other guy. I think he was 48 or 49. But then um, now they got this. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I'm blanking on his name right now. But uh, now they got this, this. guy who. I, I, yeah, I think they can hide him in the run game a little bit. Like he could be a fun little, like fun little weapon. And I like Cornell Powell, like the receiver from Clemson. Oh, right, like yes. he could be a fun, yeah. yeah, a nice glue guy, kind of like different from what they have. Cause they have so much speed and he's more of like a, a you know, more, number four, number five type, more of a tougher. Um, he was outside and, and at Clemson. So like, you know, fun little stuff. And yeah, CEH, I, I think he's going to have a big year. Honestly. Uh, I think he got crushed just as much by the O-line woes as Mahomes yeah. did for obvious reasons. And, did you know he was ninth in success rate last year? Really? Uh, according to Football Outsiders. Ninth. That's really interesting. I know. I, I, and,
0: and, and quietly. I know. No, but you know what? She's so like, okay, obviously the injuries didn't just happen at the Super Bowl. They were like battered throughout the season, especially as it went oh, throughout on. throughout the year. But like, yeah. this line should be better than, not not the end of last season. It has to. It should, <laughs> but it should be better than the beginning of last season, Nate. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, just from up the personnel, like, Orlando Brown is good. Okay. Joe Tooney is good. Yes. Like they should be good. Yes. So um, I think that's and, a great point and about positional State, versatility, too. Yeah. And position-
2: yeah, positional versatility up front. That's, you can tell they leaned into that. I mean, the Tooney got the signing is everything there is that they're like, okay, I'm tired of, I'm tired of our left guard getting hurt and our entire offensive line falling apart. So let's get some guys like, let's get some guys that can swing around. If our center gets hurt, we got another guy. If our right guard gets hurt, we got another guy. If our right tackle gets hurt, we got another guy. I think they're like, that's what they really valued. It seems like that and and pullers, of course.
0: Pulling. (laughs) Yes. All right. Well, (laughs) it's very telling. We didn't even talk about quarterback with the Chiefs because you don't have to, but the final team is one where, we are gonna talk about quarterback because it is kind of Oh boy. It, it's the it's this whole shebang, and that's Denver. Oh wah. wah. <laughs> no, okay. It's so sad because a
2: whipper. I this
0: ended with a is whipper. A, this team is so effing good. They're so, so good. effing good. And it's so I know. like as a Broncos fan, I just can't. I remember the draft. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm like going into storytelling, mode, but at the draft in Cleveland, uh, when the news of the Rogers trade or what, that Rodgers wanted out broke, we were on set and, um, the next, so then Denver takes Sertan and the next day I'm like, I cannot believe they passed on fields and took, who I love, Patrick oh, Sertan, yeah, we're going to talk about defense. And on the set, Dan was like, well, if you got a, they got a shot at Rogers. And I'm like, no, nah, nah, you can't bank on that. No, I, you this footage of this exists I'm like you cannot bank on this moonshot that Green Bay is gonna like trade you the MVP you can't take the quarterback take the rookie quarterback and they didn't take him and I'm so sad now I'm so sad
2: I know I know and I love Sertan too and that's why it's just he's gonna be tarnished because Field should have been there I know. And we, we kind of let them off a little bit. Like I, I think now as people are starting to go, like, yes. Hey, they really kind of, they kind of really messed up there. Like a couple of, like we're Hey, everyone picking from like six to you know 10 there. Like what were, 11 there. What were you guys doing?
0: And <laughs> NFC South's coming up. Yes. We'll talk about Carolina, but yes, I, but, oh, but yeah. Carolina, even if they had
2: even talk, you could even those. talk Falcons there too.
0: Yeah. They, but like, they, <laughs> yes, yeah, you could. Yes. But those teams are not, Super Bowl contenders. Like if those like I we can talk Correct. about whether those Correct. teams should have drafted the quarterback. Denver, like I'm not saying with Justin Fields to be oh, a Super Bowl contender. Obvious. But holy smokes. I mean, just like, let's just talk about the I skill know. players on this offense. Like, I was looking at all of them and thinking through, like, oh my god, like they could run like 11, 12, 21. Like, there's so many good so good players who And by the way, they have so many good players that when the uh, Michael Thomas injury was reported, I was like, "There's a reason why everyone immediately went to Tim Patrick in Denver because they're so GD stacked; they can afford to trade him." Like,
2: yes, I know, and that is that ridiculous. That's fun.
0: (laughs) Ridiculous. Judy, Hamlet, Patrick, Albert O, whose last name I can't say. Um, Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. Like, yo. Sorry, this
2: is not good analysis. I'm just screaming. No, it's good. I love, I love the already game. Albert O AO. That's, that's that was that's, Greg that's Rosendahl was guy.
0: pumping him up to me. Um, okay, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Uh is there any world? I mean, so like this is obviously Drew Locke is the uh I don't think it's a it's you can't say he's the high ceiling low floor guy and Teddy's the high floor low ceiling guy because at this point, can we say Drew Locke's ceiling is high? Maybe I'm wrong.
2: I, but I don't think so. <laughs>
0: what can you, what, what can you look to- at based on last year that makes you feel good?
2: I mean, he's willing to fire one in there. I, I guess that's that's all I got. It's it's so man, I just like, I hate, I try to always be positive about guys. It's just like with him, it's just a lot of his stuff. is just so mechanical. Like his footwork is so bad. Like he drifts in the pocket, he's laid on stuff. And then he has and then he, it looks like his eyes are bad. Like his eyes are going left to right on, on plays. Like where it's like, you, you have to guess sometimes on what concepts are and going like, Oh, the quarterback, I have no idea what they taught him there. So can't really ding a guy, but then there's, you'll see state. Like I was talking about Herbert and Lombardi. It's like, I've seen staple concepts that they run that everybody runs and date you put it. It's so universal that every college team runs them or most college teams run them every NFL team. Most of them are going to have it that you watch them do these concepts and you're like, there's no way they're teaching them that. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's what's so that's why I was kind of negative on them last year. And I've kind of leaned into the bit a little bit on it. But it's like it's bad because it's like you can tell if he hears if he gives a play call, you know, like true or right, blah, 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 ex glance. The only route he knows on the play is X glance. it's the one it's the he, one he, he got to see
0: it Nate. he got to see it just and, yes <laughs> For that and he's gonna round.
2: fire that thing in there i know so any compounds bad mistakes so it's just i know and it's like it's hard to be so negative on the guy but it's like there's so much with this team that you could do and it's not like oh wow the o-line sucks now the line's fine you got plenty of weapons and it's like you know some of them have some drops issues but it's like Holy crap. It's it's yes. and that's why I think it's like even at the end of the day, it's probably gonna be Teddy because Fangio's a defensive coach and how how many history has told us that defensive coaches lean lean towards safe. So even if, if Locke is like this tantalizing weapon that some guys think he is, it's like I think Fangio's going to lean towards safe, which is Teddy.
0: Well, also like the way I see it, Drew like Drew Locke, it's like, OK, can this guy, you know, step up and make plays, you know, like like. With Teddy, it's less of a bet on the quarterback and more of a bet on the weapons. Like, okay, if we can just yes. get him to distribute and and get Jerry Judy, who, despite all the drops, is still you know was a good route runner last year, or Cortland Sutton, who's mm-hmm. a beast, or Hamler, who's got mm-hmm. speed, who also had drops by the way, or Fant, who, like Noah Fant, okay, God, free Noah Fant, man. I mean, the dude. <laughs> wait, hold on. There was a some stat I had the other day. So you know, he he ranked. Yes, here it is. Okay, so twenty second amongst tight ends in air yards per target second in yards after catch per reception. He is doing, he is doing everything he can out there and he just deserves better. He just deserves better.
2: Do you know why he's so low in air yards? It's because Drew Locke didn't know what the concept was. So he checked it down. (laughs) And that's, that's why when you remember, you know, when they're always the the old saying, you'll see a commentator say, they go, uh, Oh, uh, a good tight end. It's a young quarterback's best friend. Yes, because like that's all that's all they can see is the tight end and the running back right in front of them when they check it down. So that's why his air yards are so low because they try to get him deep. Sometimes they try to run wheel routes to him. He, he's he's a stud, isn't he? Like he's big Johnny Smith. Like I love, him. Like, he, I love he, him. He's so good, and he's a good blocker. Like he fights his ass off, and he's tough, and he's like filling out. Like yeah, he's so much fun um i'm excited to watch him this year like even no matter what the situation is like he's just gonna be so much fun and even if teddy's starting he's gonna he's gonna probably get on lock too because teddy's a check down charlie anyways. so i think i think no no fans gonna get a lot of it uh, get a lot of love i hope anyways i'm glad we're bringing up tim patrick because he's a fun he's a fun player don't you think uh, new orleans should
0: trade for him though
2: I mean, somebody should, I mean, he's, he's too good to be in that role. I don't know why I called. Yeah. who did
0: I call gigantic earlier? It was not actually that gigantic. Um, it was someone on, was it Josh the, Palmer? Josh Palmer. Yeah. So he's like six two. Tim Patrick. Yeah. I don't have his height in front of me, but he looks like the tallest player in the world.
2: He's, he's like a plus plus, like, I, I know I'm becoming a caricature of myself, but like he's becoming like a plus plus blocker too. Like he's like. He does like the dirty work stuff too. Like he's he does all the flat he does the flash stuff. I know he he's awesome. No, I'm glad we're giving him some love. Uh, Uh, Drew Lock, guess what? His passer rating
0: is under pressure. Yes.
2: Oh no. Passer rating?
0: Yeah. 52. PBR. 26. Oh no. (laughs) I'm sorry. I sound like such a hater. You know what? Drew Locke had adversity last year. Didn't have his number one wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Um, and the offensive line, they weren't good. They weren't terrible, I mean, but yeah, they're, you know they were not great. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, the LSU center no. was not good, but I just you gotta you gotta make that. I mean, if Teddy doesn't win out in camp, you gotta pull that trigger quickly because have to.
2: Otherwise, it's just gonna be bad.
0: It's gonna be a lost. Yeah, season.
2: And, and, and with the offensive line, like Bull, Garrett Bowles did have a Ooh. breakout year, but it's like I think I think he benefited a little bit from. The refs swallowing their whistles a little bit on holding calls.
0: Oh yeah,
2: um, last year in the COVID year, so I think he benefited a little bit. But he, he is he is fine. He's a startable left tackle, um, right yeah, tackle. Uh, is, yeah, Cushionberry's.
0: Yeah, Oh, well, They yeah, drafted I, the 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 midriff kid better. from uh, Whitewater, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Everybody's the, obsessed. The, the, I'm the not meme, gonna, set,
2: the meme center. Yeah,
0: I'm not going to lie to yeah. you and pretend like I actually watched the Whitewater, Wisconsin. But I guess he like tore it up the signal.
2: Yeah, Brandon Thorne liked him. He said that okay, the good. bad tape made more sense because of he tried to put on a lot of weight and he got sloppy. So then when he kind of got back in playing shape, like his tape looked better and stuff. And then of course mm-hmm. he had a incredible athletic testing. So when Brandon Thorne likes a guy, you kind of listen.
0: Yes. <laughs> you That's, kinda go, oh, well, offensive oh, okay, line, just okay. listen to the smart people. Um unfortunately, I am uh, I'm not smart, but I'm smart enough to know that when you look at the death chart and it says Bobby Massey uh, at right tackle and Cameron Fleming, Fleming, that's uh, troubling. Um, okay, so, They're not Mike
2: Munchak, they're just gone. They're gone, oh okay, online coach, we please trust. save us,
0: yes. save um, us. Oh my God, they need to, you know, uh, you gotta Photoshop his face onto the Edward Munch, Munchak got me the screen and um, that actually makes no sense. But all right, the defense, it's all right. the defense I should laugh. be so I good. Laugh. The defense should be so good. Oh, oh, it makes me so mad. Makes me so mad because like this defense is not good enough to carry um Drew Locker, Teddy Bridgewater the way the 14 defense was it the the, the Saints the pardon me the Mant Patents last year. Was it 2014? I think 1415? Anyways, this isn't that defense. They're still too unproven in my mind, but holy guacamole, like talent and Everywhere. also 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 like unheralded talent heralded heralded that's one of those words i that i say wrong and people get mad on this podcast but anyways <laughs> up front like yeah, jones shelby harris they're good ass oh, players yeah. right and then of yeah. course you got von miller coming back and bradley chubb and, and yeah, okay. <laughs> that's what's yeah. so
2: funny it's like oh yeah Va- oh,
0: oh yeah, von yeah, oh, coming yeah back. back. um uh yeah. oh justin simmons and cream jackson okay kyle fuller bryce Callahan. <laughs> Yes, Patrick Sertan, yep. Ronald Darby. What the hell, yep. man! Like, is this? Where do you stack this defense up in the NFL?
2: Oh, top three. They're on the podium, I, I think. They, them, Washington could be really fun this year. In the box, trying to just rack my, and oh, in the box. Yeah, great call. That, yeah. I mean, that's really yeah. That's got that would be my podium. I think if I, I was just kind of closing my eyes, um, but it's it, I, I love Justin Simmons. I, I think. I think he is right now. Until I think uh, um, Daryl Savage takes a little leap this year, um, he's kind of the epitome of kind of the two-way safety right now. And running all these two-high defenses because that's that's mm. where everyone's going to lean to. I mean, it, it's it's going to get more and more to this kind of quarters-based defense where a guy rotates down, and he's what that is right now. He's the epitome of it. He's Earl Thomas in the Seahawks defense at the top. Yes. Like that's what everyone else is going to watch and go. This is what we want. And because, yes, you have to be smarter than ever at that position, passing off route combinations, fitting the run, uh, covering a tight end, man to man, like all that stuff, bringing pressure, all, you know, all those things. And then it's also OK. You have to do all that. And then you have to be a good athlete. And on top of that, so you're smart. You have to be a good athlete. So I think that kind of like two way guy is going to be which is going to be the new thing to look for, especially coming up with kind of say I think safety play in general is going to be a little bit
0: sexier. I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to I, laugh, I, I but just, when you said it's listen. the thing that everyone's look for, it's like, oh yeah, just a guy who happens to be six foot two with range. I is, that's is what, like that's mentally what I laughed elite at. and can but no no you're right. I mean this is what Bass was talking about, which is like you have this guy up and then you know it, it's too high, but then you can spin Jackson down and he can play, yep. you know, the Broncos and end up playing a fair amount of single high um after the snap and he is that dude because of his versatility, you can disguise your intentions on just about every play.
2: Absolutely. And yeah, that's right. You had fast on. So that's like, and, and yeah, fast has probably put it even better than I did it, it, way better than I did. <laughs> it's just the, 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 I'm so curious with safety play is if they become more of the green dot guy, you know, with the communication calls um, hmm. on, well, on defenses, if that becomes more and more of a thing in the NFL, um, I just really do think that might be a trend that happens because they'll be on the field all every snap. Linebackers are coming, becoming more of a situational type of guy, rotating in and out, nickel, dime, having different guys, then their base downs. So I'm curious if that – it's kind of funny how just safety play has become the communicator position as opposed to the Mike linebacker. I mean, the Mike still is for the most part, but I'm just saying communicating as yes. emotions happening and all those things and seeing everything. It's funny how defenses have become so top-down.
1: That's a good um, point.
2: Over the years, well, it makes sense. It's a passing league now, so it just makes a, it just makes a little bit more sense. Kind of that's the natural transition of oh. everything. I, I'm just spitballing, throwing out ideas. No, right I, I, I think that's really smart, dude. And, <laughs> and I also
0: think all of this is going to make it a lot easier for Patrick Sertan the second to come in and play well immediately. I mean, Absolutely. you know, he was the one where he's like, a stud. Yeah, he is a stud. And Pro Ready was like, it felt cliche because it's like coach, you know, player's son, and he's been around the league or whatever. But like the dude just doesn't make mistakes. Like he's, he. you know, we talked about him pre-draft. He wasn't like an eye popping athlete, but it didn't matter because his, like his knowledge of leverage and how to position his body and his ability to read quarterbacks. And also like his tracking, I mean, he really was so complete and now he gets to play again with this like incredible group of DBs. Um, yeah, it, it sucks that he's the <laughs> pick because he's such a good player and this is such a good defense. I know. it just it's I hope Teddy it'd be great if Teddy was good. I love Teddy.
2: I know. Just always be comp- you know, it's one of those where you just be competitive. So it's yeah. like it's not doesn't feel like such a waste, you know. No, and oh I love Sertan because I everything you said, even it's like, Oh, is he a good athlete? It's because he's so smart and reads the game so well that he was always under control. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it, it, you see sometimes that with basketball players and and guys where you're like, well, he's he's not he's not a good athlete and then you kind of see, him, you know, uh, you know James Harden might be a, a great example. Like you ever seen, like, I mean, it's kind of not so much anymore, but he would like throw down a little bit, you know, tomahawks and dunks. Yeah. But he was always kind of just so smooth and stutter stoppery. And uh, this is a terrible comparison with who we're talking about, but it's like,
0: no, I understand. They're what so saying. in
2: control and they see, but, they but, see the but game. So Harden good.
0: is actually, it's similar. Like, Luca was the same way. It's like his awareness of leverage, frankly. Engles, it's, it's the word. Yeah, leverage, yeah. It, it really is like yep. the same thing, right? Um, yeah, and and, then, if- and
2: so he doesn't have to play a strain. He doesn't have to strain because everything is. He sees three steps ahead.
0: Yeah, he's not so playing catch up, right? How often did you see him like out of position or get burned? Like, it's nope. pretty rare. Um, pretty rare. Uh, I mean, how good? Let's let's wrap Broncos by saying like, how it sucks also because they're in the Chiefs division. But like, how mm-hmm. good does the offense have to be for this team to be competitive and to Actually, like not only, you know, get a wild card, but like push a team like one of the, you know, the Bills, Chiefs, Ravens, Browns tier, which I think everyone kind of agrees is that top four in the AFC. How good does the offense have to be?
2: Man, they they got to we not even just average. They got to be above average just because of what else is out there. You know, it's we've seen defenses can only take you so far, you know, (laughs) different time. You kind of need it's a different time. I mean, yes, it helps. Don't, don't get me wrong. Defense does can, can win you games, but it's just the offense can't be a total negative anymore. You have to at least be average every week. So I think they, they have to be a top 12 offense. I mean, they, they really do to be that. I think if they're 16th, you know, 16th, 18th range, you know, around there, they're going to be comp- like, Wildcard team, you know, getting into that seven spot, maybe the six spot, but it's like to be anything more than just a little bit frisky, it's like they need that offense to be, you know, above average.
0: Yeah. So, so Super Bowl 50 was the 2016 Super Bowl, was the one that Denver won with, uh, with Von Carol, Miller against Von Carolina. Miller. Yeah. With that Von Miller really <laughs> won for them, by the way. And it's funny that he's back on this team. I think this is the last year of his contract, if I remember correctly. So, um, that sounds right. Yeah, so that was like uh gosh, that secondary, you know, to leave and um so I I'm just oh, Yeah, so I'm just pulling up now. I want to see how good the offense was that year because so it was the 2015 offense. This is really thrilling podcasting. Um yeah, okay. So guess well, how good how Mac good? a well, way to Mac guess? Had
2: like five sacks or six sacks in one game against them? That Yes. That oh, was, wow, this, it was a it was a horror show. It was at Denver. It was like I think Khalil had five sacks against them. It was that, it was awful.
0: Was Manning did he sack Manning or was that Osweiler after Manning?
2: <laughs> I think it went I think it went Manning to Osweiler. Like yeah, yes. yes, yes. Okay.
0: So Nate, guess how good yeah. how good I'm looking at D V O A the offense was in twenty fifteen. Okay. Okay. Just guess.
2: Twenty seventh. Twenty seventh. <laughs>
0: Damn, right. that's such a good guess. It's twenty four. Twenty eight okay. in passing. So they,
2: Oh, 28th and passing with Peyton yeah. Manning. So oh, y'all man. I remember that year too because Kubiak got there and he still wanted to run the outside zone. So they like had to put Peyton in the pistol and stuff. Yes. Cause, yes. Cause Peyton, Peyton was like Peyton was like, I'm not going under center and hurrying my, my ass off to like hand that ball.
0: Oh my God, <laughs> so Darius Thomas pistol. being like, what the f- is happening? Um, so that was six years ago. How much has the NFL changed? There is no chance in the hell. The 27th offense in Super Bowl in 2021, uh, remarkable. Chip,
2: Chip Kelly was still in the NFL. Chip Kelly was oh still a head coach. There. Uh,
0: yes, yes, it was Seattle. Oh, guess who the number two t- offense was? This is really. What did you just give it away? This is a crazy one. It's Cincinnati. <laughs> this is the Andy oh, Dal- yeah the andy dalton mvp season yeah <laughs> obviously not mvp that's season. when
2: they had i mean they were everybody alone, they had yeah.
0: everybody yeah. yes jones marvin jones incredible offensive line yes wow all line was NFL. stacked all right yeah. NFL history, history is crazy um let's wrap as always with oh yeah spoiler alert the cheese will win the division all right let's wrap as always <laughs> with five questions for our guest This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. And I have to say, speaking from experience, recently, having tried it for the first time in Detroit, it is absolutely delicious. Right now, you can get $5 off any 8 corner pizza with code 8 SAVE. That's the number 8 S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8 corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8 SAVE. That's number 8 S A V E. Jets' pizza. Better because it has to be. As you guys know, NFL teams can make mistakes when it comes to spending money. For example, Cover years, Broncos fans. Russell Wilson has a $53 million cap hit this year. (laughs) But uh, unlike the uh, Walton family, I'm guessing people listening to this podcast don't have millions to spend. Maybe some of you do. I don't know. Get at me. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and they decided to do something better. They found their own way to make a beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. So you never wonder if you overpaid. They have customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as $2, which is half of what you pay for big brands. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best does not mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com M-I-N-A. That's harrys.com Mina for a $3 trial set.
2: And now it's time for dinks and dunks. I'm getting paid for this, right?
0: You know, question number one. This, uh, all the the Bengals talk. Just, I'm pivoting now. I have to ask you: Did you see Beard and Andy Dalton? And has it changed your appraisal of how long he might fend off Dustin Fields?
2: <laughs> it's like it's like our friend Danny Kelly. Now he's Andrew Dalton. He
0: um, looks he looks know, amazing. It's you know, let's give credit where credit's due. He looks spectacular.
2: It does. You, you have to do the bearded look once. I think, you know, like as a guy, like, yeah, uh, you have to as pull that guy. off once. I mean, you just have, to, as a guy, you have to as check it. It's like you have to shave your head, wa- shave your head once and grow a beard once. I think those are the two you have to check off.
0: Late in life, Andy. I mean, I, maybe he had a beard at some point. I did. I'm forgetting, but Andrew Johnson, incredible. Um, Okay, you know what? Let me ask you this. And
2: I love he has the same hairstyle though. He has the same amount of. Boy, well, his, his hair is amazing. It's amazing.
0: That so, like, was he that have
2: good hair. He was
0: another good pivot hair. he made. I think it was actually that 2015 season. He like showed up and everyone was like, "Oh my god, hey Dalton, your hair looks amazing." <laughs> It was like when Joe Flacco started parting his hair on the side. and like Oh, he, that was big. The Joe Flacco glow up. Was that the Brady up. long
2: hair? Was that the Brady long hair period? Or he, that, yeah,
0: this oh, was, was Brady long hair. hair. Yeah. Joe Flacco used to have a buzz cut and looked not as good. And then he showed up one day with like a side part. And everyone was like, oh my God. Like the <laughs> incredible. He had this incredible hair the whole time. Um, that wasn't really a question. That was more of a comment about Andy Dalton. So Let's go to my next second question, which is an actual question. So, um, Chandler Jones is not holding out because nobody's actually holding out, but he does want, he, I guess, like demanded a trade or whatever. So, I actually think this is a really interesting uh, football debate because Chandler Jones you know, incredible production quietly for years in Arizona. And then he gets hurt last year. And then the defense like plays better without him. He was not great the month (laughs) before he got hurt. Uh, So not great timing for him to ask for for money, except Nate that um, we talked about the NFC West last week. They really need him in my opinion, because secondary is a problem Uh, outside of JJ Watt, you know, question marks. They drafted Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. I guess Zayvon Collins can rush the passer. What would you do if you're Arizona, is my question. And, and like, how would you handle this Chandler Jones situation? Would you give him an extension?
2: Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think the, the, the Cardinals just need, they just need players. Uh, I, I do, the defense did improve so much in the second half of the season, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I thought that was more just some of the situational stuff. They seem to, kind of figured out what their personnel was. And maybe that is, yeah, now I'm like thinking, is that because Chandler Jones wasn't playing? So now I'm kind of like, oh, shoot. Um, but it's, I, I think you got to play them. They They need those players and especially how they're kind of built. You don't trade for DeAndre Hopkins and then sign AJ Green and James Conner and and Rodney Hudson and, and JJ Watt. And get all these guys, it's like, I don't know. Well, the Cardinals are just such a weird team. But they kind of seem all in-ish. Even with the young quarterback and everything. So, I, I don't know. I think Watch. you can pay him like somewhere to give him the next couple of years and get him locked I th- down.
0: I certainly think this GM and head coach need to make the playoffs. I like both yeah, I Make them happy. Our hot think seat they- guys. So. Uh, I Might mean, as well pay them
2: and put it on? Some, and if you get fired, put them on someone else's tab. You know, <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah. I, I mean, seriously. No, no, no like, they need. You know, they just that's the
2: word. That's the word.
0: They need, they need
2: players. I mean, they, they need, need players. They don't have as much talent as I think people think they do, and so they need players. And Chandler Johnson is yeah. a good player, even if some scheme stuff opened up without him. Uh, but I, I, they need them. Uh, I think just how they're built.
0: Question number three. So we didn't. We talked about the Rogers thing. And how, you know, it's good for the Packers. Most likely he is not a Green Bay Packer next year, not this year, next year. Uh, it seems like he's there's whatever mechanism they come up with, he can ask for a trade. Right now, if you had to pick, what team do you think is most likely going to be the home of one Aaron Rodgers in 2022?
2: Oh my goodness. Give me a sec.
0: Don't worry. Nobody will remember. You can say something crazy. Nobody
2: will remember. I can say something crazy. Uh, I mean, shoot, I feel like, I mean, like Carolina, like the Panthers, like maybe something happens with Darnold. Like I have no idea. Um,
0: It could be a bunch. Well, he has to want to go there too. Yeah, I know. That's why I don't –
2: because I I was thinking the Cali teams first. So I went LA teams in my head.
0: Yeah, they're kind of out now. Like they're not – Yeah, I said no. And then
2: 49ers, no. Um, Raiders?
0: Raiders. I think it's either yeah, the Broncos or the Raiders. Vegas,
2: like, I think I think he wants to win. I also think he wants a little spotlight. So I think you guys just think of who has big fan bases. That you know, oh. I know I know the quarterback kind of brings the fan base um, with them, like an NBA player does. But I I think you know I think that it matters to him a little bit. Wow. Uh, so yeah, Raiders, this. Broncos for competitive reasons.
0: Throw this one out there. How throw? about how about New York, the Giants?
2: I know that, that was the other one I was getting at. Yeah. Giants. I mean, that's another one. Sexy. And it is, it is. And I think he, I think he cares about that. uh, Even if he doesn't want to act like he does, (laughs) I think he does.
0: All right. uh, I like to ask my guests for content recommendations, shows, books for you, obviously a game recommendation, please board game, to be clear.
2: Uh, I I, yeah, I, I figured. Um, I would recommend the board game called Concordia. Uh, Concordia is a very fun um, Euro-style game, as they call them, which is more a little more thinky as opposed to like, ooh, I kill your guy. Um, uh, the original map takes place over the Mediterranean, and it's trading spices in the Roman Empire. I know how exciting that sounds, but it actually is a very fun game. It's great to play with a bunch of player counts. There's a couple other maps you can play, but that's what I would recommend is Concordia. I, I, I was ready to rock with that one. I, I know. It I sounded know like that, you were expecting amazing.
0: it. Wow. I know. I was. I
2: actually thought you were going to. I thought we were going to talk about White Lotus.
0: Oh, um, wow. Now, or, I, I'm going to wait for we haven't that talk, we haven't talked about it yet. I know. I, I'm liking it, but- I want to you know, see if they stick you know, the
2: landing. Like, I want to see if they stick the landing.
0: I feel the same way. Um, well, speaking of sticking yeah. the landing, last question, as always, comes from my co-host, Lenny. Um, Lenny wants to know how long It's been since you have gone a single day without making an, I think you should leave reference on the internet one day
2: since it came out. So
0: (sighs) has there been one day?
2: I think I I don't since season two for sure. No
0: (laughs) online. I think
2: it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's been at least a month because I was in prep of season two coming out. I was kind of popping off the memes too. So it's been at least a month, Lenny.
0: Well, Nate, yeah. It's it's the
2: like it's, the it's, Joe it's, Joe DiMaggio of I think you should leave.
0: You know, right. it's it. You went from being the zoner duo guy to the I think you should leave meme guy, and uh,
3: no. you know what? It's
0: it's kind of a cosmic gumbo.